Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Well, I'm glad you're here this evening. I know that last Wednesday night was awesome. Yes. Thank you, Chris and team, for taking care of uh, while Liz and I were at a cabin in the woods. And if you were here on Sunday, oh, boy, I think I'm going more luxury on my next trip. I think I can hear the Lord better in luxury than I can with a composting toilet that's somewhere close to me in my room. I'm just feeling like luxury is the thing right now. So we're going to try the luxury route next year when we go out on time. I don't know what luxury means, just a nice hotel or something, right? But man, those ants, they were something. I'll tell you what, (laughs) those ants were something else. Well, Glad you're here this evening. If you do, if you have any, uh, if you brought your tithe and offering tonight, uh, I want to just say a quick prayer over it, and uh, you just put it in that little box there to the left-hand side of the door uh, when you go out. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for every gift, for every giver, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that you are our source. You are taking care of all of our needs. We should not worry. We shall not be in care and concern. And Father, we... We just thank you that you are our provider. You are our Jehovah Jireh. And Father, we lift those up to you. And I pray, Lord, tonight that as I share that you would speak through me, that this would encourage um, somebody here tonight uh, and also encourage myself. We just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm just being honest here, okay? Just going to be honest. A little self-encouragement here today. I'm going to be... I'm gonna, you're recording this, Rich, right? So I can maybe listen to it later to myself, yeah? <clears throat> All right, tonight my message is called, God is my source. God is my source. And he really just put this on my heart. You know, we had wrapped up some things uh, on the last series we were doing on a Wednesday night. I'm starting to wrap some things up on a Sunday morning on Marked by Miracles. And it's one of those things like, all right, Lord, <clears throat> what do you want to speak on? And it was just, it was clear, it was God is my source. So I want to run through a couple of scriptures. And I, again, I love the Lord when he does, he just does this a lot to me personally. As I started reading the miracle of Jesus when he fed 5,000, and I think I even talked about that here a couple of weeks back on a Sunday. And it was just like, he just started giving me additional revelations about <clears throat> that actual miracle and what happened and what it looked like and what it meant. And I want to share those tonight because it encouraged me and I hope that it encourages you as well. But before we get there, I want to go to 1 Corinthians uh, 8, verse 6. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6. I just want to set the stage here with a couple scriptures before, or just this scripture before we get into that story uh, in the Bible. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version here. It says, Yet... For us, there is one God. Hallelujah. There is one God. There's no other gods before him. He is our God, the Father of whom are all things. And we for him and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we live. And that's just as encouraging, just, just that we can just sit there like for the rest of the time Think about that. 
Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, all things that we need, through whom we live. And I know many of us here are facing seemingly insurmountable challenges. In the real world, in the, in, the, in the world that we live in, it seems like these are insurmountable, overwhelming challenges. And then we begin to look. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it sometimes. We begin to look at our job or our paycheck or the bank account or some other place or even sometimes it's like, well, we could do this or we could do that. And I know it when I'm saying it. And I'm telling you probably, probably know it when you're saying it too. You're like, oh, hold on a second. That's not a Holy Spirit idea. That is just me coming up with some things and some ideas on how to fix a problem. And I know that the God is just encouraging us just to rest in Him. Rest in Him and know that He is our source. Don't look to the government for our supply. Don't look to other people for our supply. As a pastor, I cannot look to this congregation as my supply. I have to look to Him as our source, as my source. We have to look to Jesus as our source. The blessing of Abraham is our source. The word is our supply. The Amplified, and I don't have this up there, says this. Yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. He is the source of all things. So tonight I want to renew our minds to become fully persuaded that God is our source for everything that we need. That's my goal tonight. So turn with me to Matthew 14, and I want to start in verse 17. Matthew 14, starting in verse 17. And again, I want to read this portion of Scripture that talks about Jesus multiplying the loaves and the fish and feeding the 5,000. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. So there's a lot of people here. And it's late, they're hungry, they need something to eat. The disciples, and many times, say, we'll send them away, come back tomorrow, do all these other things. And, and Jesus asks a question, what do we have? And they said to him, we only have five loaves and two fish. And he says to them, bring them here to me. Bring them here, <clears throat> excuse me, to me. The first word of encouragement, whatever you have, bring it here to him. Whatever you have, it doesn't matter if you have one loaf and one stinky fish, a half a fish, 10 fish, 20 loaves of bread, bring it all to him. Bring it all. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. And so they all ate, every one of them. They, they gave what they had, and then guess what happens? They all ended up eating. Impossible situation, but all, and not just ate, all were filled. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes if you go out to a fancy restaurant, anybody ever been to a fancy restaurant, and you spend a whole lot of money for a plate and a platter that comes out, and it looks real nice, and it's on this big white thing, and it's just drizzled with all this stuff. But there's like nothing on it. Yeah, you guys know what I mean? It's like I ordered filet mignon, but the thing is like this big. No, this is, we're not talking about the filet mignon that's this big. We're talking about they ate the steak. They ate everything, that they, and they were full. I leave fancy restaurants not full. 
But what Jesus is talking about here, what this word is talking about is, when we give it all to him, we leave full. Completely full. So they all ate and were filled. And guess what happened? They took up 12 baskets full, 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. So not only were they full, but there's actually leftover. When we bring it all to him, he fills it, takes care of all of our needs, and there's actually leftover. Verse 21. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Okay, so I just want to talk a little bit about this passage because it just keeps, I just keep getting additional revelation that's very exciting. So the first thing Jesus did is he gave thanks. So the first thing we have to go do with whatever we have, no matter how much it is, is give thanks. Jesus didn't say, well, I'm giving thanks, but I know it's not that much, Father, I know it's not much, but no, he said, I'm giving thanks for it. He didn't hesitate. Thank you, Father, for what I have today. This is what I have today. When you wake up tomorrow, thank him for what you currently have. Thank him for what's in the bank account, even if it's zero. Lord, you are going to provide. You are going to take care of what I need. This is his promise. Then God does the multiplications. They took everything that they had. This is what's interesting about this story, is they brought all the loaves and all the fish that they had. This was it. If they had seven or ten or twelve, it would have said that. They didn't. They brought what they had. We have to give thanks and then give him all that we have. And I'll tell you what, some days, and the, the, the financial number might be different. It, you may, may feel better one day or next day, but it doesn't matter. Whether you feel like you got a lot to give today or whether you feel like you have nothing to give today, you give him it all. He just wants us to be honest with him. Jesus, I'm just giving you it all today. And it doesn't feel like much. Some days we wake up and it doesn't feel like much. But we give him everything that we have. Take it all. You know, when Jesus fed the 4,000, there's another uh, story in the Bible that's referenced in a couple of the Gospels. It was with seven loaves. It says it was seven loaves and a few fish. So 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. doesn't specify the number. A few, I'm thinking it might be more than two. And I'm just like, well, then this miracle of the 5,000 must be greater. No, 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 no. It's the same miracle. They took whatever they had and they presented it to him. He blessed it. He thanked God for it. And it did exactly what it needed to go do. You see that. The 5,000 versus the 4,000 makes no difference. It's the same miracle. It's the same truth. It's the same word of God promising that he will provide all that you need. And so they brought seven the one time. They brought five the other time. One was 5,000. One was 4,000. Just men, granted. You're talking 20-some thousand people. Done. Fed them all. In a complete act of faith, they started passing it out. They started passing it out. This is what I want to encourage you with. You understand, like, this is, it doesn't say in the Bible how the miracle went down. But here's what I feel like the Lord was telling me. When he prayed and he broke it and he blessed it, I do not believe that food for 20,000 people just showed up right now in a huge pile. Like, I don't think that that's how this went down. Right, because you think about it, 
If all those people ate and fed and were full, then there had to be a lot of food. But I'm pretty sure that didn't happen like this. And see, so many times in our life, our miracle is in the process. Our miracle occurs in the process of us walking in faith. So what happened here, five loaves and two fish, he broke it, he gave it, it said to the 12 disciples, and they began to pass it out. So if you're one of the 12, split the five loaves into 12 sections, split the two fish into 12 sections, I'm getting one-sixth of a fish in my basket. This is what I got. And in another part of the Bible, it talks that Jesus split them and told them to sit in 50 and 100. Sit down in groups of 50 and 100. So imagine you're the disciple and you're walking up and you're like, okay, I got my basket. And I got like, you know, a partial loaf of bread and I have a sixth of a fish. And you start walking to a group of 100 people and you're like, okay, this is going to work. This is going to work. And it wasn't like they were walking down and just started all of a sudden like flowing over the basket. The disciples believed in faith that Jesus would do what he said he would do in God. And they just said, you know what? We're going to start passing the basket. And they started saying, hey, take the basket. And somebody ate. And they passed the basket to the next person. And somebody ate. You understand that the miracle was actually in the process. The miracle was because they had faith to say, you know what? I'm going to start passing it out. Go ahead. Take it. And they would pass it. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Everyone is eating. Oh my goodness. And what did it say? They were eating until they were full. So get this. It wasn't like they were just eating a little bit. The the next person was like, okay, my turn. Now I'm taking all the bread that I want, all the fish that I need. And it's like God was doing the miracle. After every time it got passed. Had to be. Because I don't believe the room filled up or the, wherever they were outside, it didn't fill up with just like 75,000 loaves of bread all of a sudden. It didn't happen that way. The miracle was in the process. And so we have to be encouraged that, you know what, when God says to do something, when God says to go somewhere, when God says to, you know what, this is going to happen in your life, we don't sit around and wait for our bank account to magically go to a million dollars. Now I'm ready to go do what he told me to go do. You get this, guys. Do you understand this? It's like, no. Okay, God, you said to go do it, so here I go. I'm taking the next step. And here I go. I'm passing the basket. Here I go. I'm passing the basket. Here, I, and you just got to keep passing the basket. Church. We have to keep passing the basket. Does God do instantaneous miracles? Oh, yes, he does. We know this. We've seen this. This is happening. But he also does miracles in the process. You understand that a miracle doesn't always have to just happen instantaneously. There is a miracle in the process. And it's shown right here that there was a miracle as they were passing the loaves and the fish. An act of faith. Everyone ate. Everyone ate. And it says that, it says in Mark that they sat in these hundreds and fifties. They gave the bread to the disciples to hand out. So here's what I find interesting. If there are so many groups, each disciple was feeding about 33 groups of people. So think about that. So you understand the faith that began to build after they passed it out to this group of 50? And they got the basket back and they said, oh, what? Let's go to the next group of 50. All 12 of them are doing this to 33 different groups of people. You see what I'm getting? 5,000, 20,000 people 
12 disciples passing stuff out. Each time they go to a group, it's like they were getting, it's like you could be there, right? You could think about like them going, come on, what? This is awesome. Let's go to the next group. And I think that's what God's encouraging us to do. When you take that step of faith and he shows up and he delivers what you need, when you need it, you get excited and you say, I'm going to the next group. Let's pass the basket again. Let's keep going. Let's keep passing this basket. This is exciting. And then it says there were leftovers. I mean, like, really? Like, God just, like, you know, he's doing a miracle, and he's just like, you know what? Not just enough. More than enough. And so the interesting part is it says they came back 12 basketfuls. And so to me, I'm like, hmm, let's see how many disciples. It said there were 12 disciples that were passing out. Wait a second. Every single one of them came back with a basket full of extra. It wasn't like, well, this one group ran out, but these other guys came back. No, 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 no. He did it for everybody. He did it for the entire group. Every single one came back with extra. Nobody returned empty. Nobody came back empty. So I truly believe that not one thing that God has asked you to go do will return void, will show up empty. You know, as a church and as a body, many of you, we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and he speaks to us and he says to do things. And we, as a church and as a people, we have to be bold in faith to go and do what he says to go do. Because he will provide. And too often, including myself, we wait until we see everything we need to take that next step. And I believe that the Lord is encouraging us tonight, "Uh uh-uh, no, take the next step and I will provide. He illuminates our path. He shows us the next step and when we continue to take it, when the provision begins to stop is when we've stopped moving forward. The provision begins to dry up when we stop moving forward. When we begin to wait, we begin to think, we begin to act in our own strength, in our own might, when we wait. Philippians 4.19 says this. It says, But my God, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Our God shall supply all of our needs. All of them. I truly believe that this miracle is in the process. The miracle is in the process. Another translation says, and my God will give you all that you have need of from the wealth of his glory in Christ Jesus. The wealth of his glory. The message translation says this, you can be sure that God will take care of everything that you need. Everything that you need. Another translation, that same verse says, my God will supply all that you need from his glorious resources from his glorious resources in Christ Jesus. Anybody ever hear of Rick Renner? Some of you guys have heard of Rick Renner. He has a translation here that I want to read uh, regarding this verse. I thought it was really good for us to share. I don't have it on the overhead, but just listen to it. It says, but my God will supply your needs so completely, so completely that he will eliminate all of your deficiencies. 
all of your deficiencies. He will meet all your physical and tangible needs until you are so full that you have no more capacity to hold anything else. He will supply all your needs until you are totally filled, packed full, overflowing to the point of bursting at the seams and spilling over. Come on, is that a good word or what? Is that, and, and we go back and look at what the, those disciples started with this little, little basket. Little, little basket going, oh my goodness, I think Jesus got a little crazy on us. No, no, no. Jesus was walking in faith. He said, Father, make this happen. And they started passing the basket. And the miracle started happening. And then it happened again. And it happened. And it happened. And it happened. Thousands and thousands of times over. It happened. They came back. Everyone's full. And they have extra. Sure sounds like God shall supply all our needs. James 1.17. James 1.17. says, our supply is from heaven. It reads like this in the New King James Version. Every good... Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. You see, the same God that multiplied that bread and that fish those many years ago is the same God that we serve now. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So every good and perfect gift is from our Father from above. No variation, no respecters of persons. No, no. There's no your background, your gender, your no, 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 no. It doesn't say that. It says none of that. And he amplifies says every good and perfect gift, free, large, and full gift. I love that. Free, large, and full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all, the one who gives light. Deuteronomy 28.12 says this. I don't think we have it up there, but it says this. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. He shall open unto thee his good treasure. The storehouses in heaven, his well-stocked storehouse. And we pray that God will throw open the doors of his vaults in Jesus' name. Heaven always has a good economy. Heaven always has a good economy. And this is where we receive from. And I'll tell you what, church, it does not matter what's happening in the natural realm right in front of you. It doesn't matter what's happening in this earth. We are not receiving from this earth. We are receiving from heaven. We are not that paycheck that's coming from your employer. Sure, they're paying you, but you're receiving from God through that employer. If we can under, begin to understand that, begin to see that God is our source, God is our supply. Psalm one twenty one two says, "My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth." Our help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. And I always, I always just, sometimes I don't think we recognize totally when we say that God created the heavens and the earth. I think, I mean, maybe, you know, if you're, if you're a teacher or you start teaching school, I know my, some of my kids just went to school today, you know, and Liz is homeschooled for many years. You begin to think about it periodically. You start thinking about it, but my goodness, he created 
this earth. He created this universe. He created the stars. Are you kidding me? He can't pay my bill. He can't supply what I need for tomorrow to, and start having work on it today. When we say we're living in today, you, when we are living in today and trusting him today, he's taking care of tomorrow. He's taking care of tomorrow. He's just saying, pass the bucket, pass the basket, keep moving forward. Keep, and God, he shows us the way. When we listen to the Holy Spirit, we know and we can be still and be calm and be quiet and hear from him. He will direct our paths. He promises to do that. And he may say sometimes, pass the basket this way. Sometimes he may say, pass the basket this. And we have to listen for that voice and know. But I'm telling you, he's encouraging us tonight to pass that basket. I want to end with this part of Scripture in Proverbs 3, starting in verse 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord. With all your heart, trust in the Lord for your supply. Trust in the Lord for your healing. Trust in the Lord. Put in whatever you need to put in that blank, that next statement. Trust in the Lord for this relationship. Trust in the Lord for my promotion. Trust in the Lord for my provision. Trust in the Lord for my friend's salvation. Trust in the Lord for whatever you need. Trust in the Lord. I love it. It's like, I feel like that scripture is just like, trust in the Lord with your whole heart. And then it's just like, whatever it is, whatever it is, trust in him. Whatever it is, we put our trust in him for he is our source. And then he quickly encourages us because what will happen is we start getting in these six inches between here and here. We start leaning on our own understanding. We start thinking too much. We start saying, well, you know, I can figure this out. I could do this. I could do that. Maybe I could get a second job. Maybe I get a third job. Maybe I get a fourth job. Maybe I, hold on a second. God moves with peace. God is not nervous. God is not rushed. We're rushed. We get nervous, but he doesn't. You see, he doesn't get nervous. He's got his plans and purposes. We just have to trust in him with all of our heart, all of it. And then lean not on our own understanding. And so if we can do that, what happens is then in all our ways, we are acknowledging him. And when we do these things, he directs our paths. We say, Lord, I am trusting in you, not in my own intelligence, not in my own ideas, not in what Google says I should go do in this situation. Do you know how many times, man, I shouldn't even put this on record. Maybe I've already done this on record. There are so many times that our kids have something whether it's a spot, a cut, an illness, or something like that. And the very first thing we do is not run to Google. And now, you know, we, the very first thing we do, if they have a high fever, we begin to pray and say, Father, what do you want us to go do? Amen. We're not anti-doctor or anti-hospital, but Lord, what do you want us to go do? And many times he'll be like, put some essential oil. You know, there's an essential oil for everything, right? He'll like, put this essential oil on it. Have them take a bath. Have them rest. Have them do this. Have them do that. And we hear from God. And many times, you know what? He, we trust in him. He directs our paths. And we many, many times have avoided the medical system and not have even had to go. Although sometimes we want, we want to lean on our own understanding and say, oh my gosh, we have to go. We have to go. And sometimes you have to go. I get it. 
Sometimes you have to go to the medical professionals. But many a times, he will show us a way that we don't even have to go. We were leaning on our own understanding. And whatever you do, when you come into an ailment, do not Google it first. Do not a health doctor at first, WebMD at first. Please don't do that. Because the only thing that does, when you start doing that, you immediately, it's like you can't not lean on your own. It's like, oh my gosh, well this, I mean literally, if you have a small cut, if you look close enough, you're probably going to die based on what Google will tell you. I'm telling you, this is how it goes. That's right, it feeds the flesh. It feeds the flesh and you're beginning, you start leaning on your own understanding. If there's an emergency, I'm not saying to walk around, someone's like, you know, bleeding and dying. It says call the 911, you call 911, I get it. But the very first thing we should always be doing, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. And what happens when we do that? He directs our paths. He says go to the doctor. He says call. He says don't go. He says do this. He says do that. Because he's our source. Verse 7 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. When we do all these things, it will be health to our flesh, strength to our bones. You're like, well, okay, that's it. Yeah? No, there's more. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions. Whatever you have, honor the Lord. I got five loaves and two fish today. I'm thankful for it. I'm going to honor you with it. I'm giving it all to you. And what happens when we do that? With the first fruits of all our increase, our barns, verse 10, so our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are our source. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are encouraging us tonight to continue to pass the basket. Father, your miracles are instantaneous, and your miracles are also in the process. And so, Father, I thank you that you are working process miracles tonight. As people are making the decision to continue to walk in faith in the direction that you have told them to go, as they take that next step, as they pass that basket down to the next step, doing the next thing you've told them to do, you will continue to provide. And Father, as they do that, I pray and believe, Father, that basket keeps going and going, and as it continues to come around, there's left over, more than enough. You've provided for everything, and there's more than enough. And Father, we just speak that promise over this entire church. We speak that promise over the church's finances. We speak that promise over every individual person here's finances. All those who are listening or hear this recording later, we speak that promise over their finances as well. We speak that over relationships. We speak that over families. And we thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are out of time, believe it or not, so I'm glad we prayed before. So, you are dismissed. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy that beautiful weather. And if your kids aren't back at school yet, that's great because ours are. (laughs) If you live in the Mill Creek School District, apparently they start early this year. We're then Fairview doesn't start, I think, until next week. Somebody told me Erie is not starting until like another two weeks. But anyway, enough about school. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a blessed night. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. 
You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.